Peace and grace to you, brothers and sisters, from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Brother John here, and today I want to talk about the prophecy about the coming of the Son of Man and dive deep into some prophetic scriptures about Jesus' soon appearing and us being gathered to him. First, let's pray. Father in heaven, please fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us wisdom and understanding and open up the scriptures to us so that we can understand your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Alright, let's begin. So I want to start off with uh, Hosea in chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, and I'll just quickly go over that. Um, Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he has torn, and he will heal us. He has spinning, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he has come unto us as the rain, as the latter and the former rain onto the earth. So for those that are unfamiliar with this verse in Hosea, he's referring to the two days of the church age of grace, right? From the time that Christ died on the cross up until the time that we're living in right now has almost been approximately 2,000 years. So we know that we're coming close to the time of his return. And this is according to the scriptures. This is, uh, you, can, you can find this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, and in Psalms chapter 90, verse 4. And if we look into the Jewish calendar, they have harvest times. And we find that the wheat harvest would always begin in the middle of May in our calendar. And, and which is the second month in the Jewish calendar. So when Hosea is talking about the latter rain and the former rain onto the earth, these were the harvest seasons in the Jewish calendar. And this specific time period would always come around the time of May, towards the end of spring when summer is near. That's actually the time that we're looking at which is uh, the blood moon that's going to happen in May. So we'll have to see. That's definitely a high watch time. But now let's go ahead and get into the coming of the Son of Man prophecies. In Luke chapter 17, verses 22 through 37, it states, Then he said to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here, or look there. Do not go after them, or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven and shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Okay, so here we see that Jesus is coming in his glory in the glory of his father and he's gonna shine like lightning okay I just want to go ahead and just highlight that when when he appears he's gonna appear as lightning he's gonna be glorified and as it was in the days of Noah so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man they ate they drank they married wives they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all okay so what is Christ telling us here? If we really pick apart these verses, 
I think I believe what he's trying to tell us is that the day that we get raptured and saved, right? Like the same time that Noah entered in the ark, that's when the flood came. I believe that what he's telling us here is the time that he comes to rescue us is going to be the same time that the flood is going to come upon the earth, meaning his wrath. And that would go with the scriptures because it says that we are not appointed to wrath. Now, does that mean that I am of the pre-wrath group? Absolutely not, because my views are actually different than every category of views that are out there. I have my own my own views on the scriptures and uh, personally what I believe is that we are we that we've actually been in the seals for quite a long time have all five of the seals been open okay I know that and that right now we're just waiting for that sixth seal to be open and when the sixth seal opens that begins the seven-year tribulation I don't even want to call it tribulation because what it really is is Daniel's 70th week. Okay, because Christ said that we we're going to have tribulation. And what he means is that word tribulation, it means that we're going to have trouble, right? It's going to be times, it's going to be hard, tough times. And everybody has that. Every person that has ever been born has experienced hard, difficult tough times, tribulation. We have to experience uh, the death of loved ones, which is difficult. A lot of, there's a lot of difficulties and struggles uh, through people's everyday lives, right, that we experience, and that's tribulation. So I don't want to call it that, but you know, what I will call it is Daniel's 70th week, or the time of God's wrath. And I believe that the wrath is seven years. The people that have the uh, pre-wrath position, I believe that they're mid-trib. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe that the rapture is going to happen in the middle of the seven years. I believe that we're going to be out of here before Daniel's 70th week even begins. I think it's going to actually be the same time. Right, so when we get taken out, that's when Daniel's 70th week is going to begin. That's, that's my view. And there's actually not a name for it, uh, per se. So I would basically have to like write a book and, you know, invent the name or whatever, call it the, I don't know, uh, pre seven year wrath. Right. But I don't think I'm going to do that. There's not enough time. I think that Christ is coming soon. And, um, I think that we just have to really just focus right now and get into the word and just try to bring as many people to Christ as possible. Because the time is short, the Lord is coming soon. And I'm going to go ahead and continue on. So likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. So again, we're just seeing that it happens at the same time, right? The destruction happens as soon as Lot was saved. And I believe that what it's telling us here is, the day that we're saved, that's when the destruction is going to happen. At the same time that Jesus returns is going to be the same time that his wrath is going to begin. And we're going to be rescued out of that. Uh, what do we see at the very first trumpet? We see all the green grass burned up. One third of all of the trees burnt up. This is uh, God's wrath, destruction that is coming onto the earth. 
and where are we we're already in heaven we're that great multitude of people that were washed in the blood of Jesus Christ that are from every nation tribe language and tongue that you can't even count them right there's just so many that they don't even try to count them okay I'm gonna go ahead and continue on here it says in that day he who was on the housetop and his goods are in the house let him not come down to take them away and likewise the one who is in the field let him not turn back remember Lot's wife here is it's telling us not to be attached to the things of this world like Lot's wife who was in love with the world she didn't want to give up uh, Sodom right she loved Sodom and then it says whoever seeks to save his life will lose it and whoever loses his life will preserve it and here we see a message that is for those that I believe are going to be left behind because now they're entering into a new dispensation the church age of grace ends with the rapture and the coming of the Son of Man then the wrath begins and then those that are left behind they're gonna have to now die for their faith and they're likely gonna be beheaded when the beast is demanding worship right towards the middle of the seven years and for all of those that don't worship the image of the beast they're gonna be killed and it's gonna be a time that's unlike any other time in the history of humanity it's gonna be a, the worst time ever so it's going to be very very difficult to survive during that time period for those that are going to be left behind and all I have to say is you don't have to be left behind there's still time right now you just have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord as the Savior he will forgive all of your sins you just have to believe that Jesus Christ he came 2,000 years ago lived a perfect sinless life and he died on the cross for our sins he was buried he rose again on the third day to give us life everlasting he took all of our iniquities and he gave us his righteousness it was imputed unto us so he was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world okay so I'm gonna go ahead and continue on here I tell you in that night there will be two men in one bed and one will be taken and the other will be left two women will be grinding together one will be taken and the other left two men will be in the field one will be taken and the other left this is the rapture and they answered and said to him where Lord so he said to them wherever the body is there the eagles will be gathered this means that where Jesus is there we will be gathered the next end times prophecy that I want to take a look at is in uh, Luke chapter 21 verses 25 through 28 which talks about the coming of the Son of Man okay and it states and there will be signs in the Sun and in the moon and in the stars and in the earth distressing nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them for fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven will be shaken the people on the earth are going to be terrified when Jesus appears in his glory as lightning okay which there's going to be a great earthquake at that same time 
and it's going to shake the whole earth and it's going to be a, such a great earthquake that it just gets the attention of everyone even those that are asleep are probably going to wake up from the trembling of the earth and the earth is trembling because of the glory and the presence of the Lord being on the earth so men's hearts are going to be failing them from the fear of seeing the angels that are going to be coming down to the earth and the presence of the Lord shaking the earth God is almighty and his presence is just terrifying and you can you can see that in the book of Revelation when his eyes are like fire and he's just completely glorified and there's a sword in his mouth and John just he falls to his face as he's dead right the same thing with Daniel when he sees the glory of the Lord he just they, there's no strength in them they just completely fall to the ground like as if they were dead and the Lord has to give them strength because the glory of the Lord is just who can bear it who can stand before the presence of the Lord let me go ahead and continue on his mighty angels are going to be gathering the elect from the four winds the people on the earth are just going to be completely terrified when they see Christ come and his mighty angels gathering the elect from the four winds the people are going to be crying out to the rocks and to the mountains to fall on us hide us from him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who shall be able to stand this is what they're going to be saying when at the time of the rapture and at the time that they first see the reveal of the son of man continuing on then they will see the son of man coming in the clouds with power and great glory now when these things begin to happen look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near okay so what are when these things begin to happen and what are the signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars that Jesus spoke of what is that the answer to that we can find it in Revelation chapter 6 verse 12 through 17 and that's at the opening of the sixth seal we see some uh, cosmic disturbances that are happening and what, what do we see it says I looked and when he opened the sixth seal behold there was a great earthquake the sun became black as sackcloth of hair the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree that drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind okay pause right here what are we seeing we're seeing signs in the sun it's it's now black in the moon it's now blood and in the stars they're falling to the earth okay that's exactly what he's telling us here in this verse right in Luke in the coming of the Son of Man what what are we gonna see we're gonna see the signs in the Sun the moon and the stars and on the earth there's gonna be distress of nations why on the earth because there's gonna be a great earthquake at that time and that great earthquake is gonna cause the sea and the waves to be roaring right there's probably gonna be tsunamis from this earthquake and men's hearts are gonna be filling them with fear of the things that are coming onto the world right because what why because the four angels that are gathering together the elect this is the first time that mankind and humanity 
is seeing these angels and they don't know what to think of it you know they're like are these aliens no <laughs> no no they're not aliens these are the four angels it's because they don't know the word right they don't know prophecy they're they're in complete darkness so when these things happen they're not they're not going to know what to think of it right and this is the reason why uh, we see in the media that they're uh, trying to explain it beforehand and we're seeing all these uh, ufo disclosures and ufo sightings and stuff like that it's because after these things happen they're going to have to have an explanation for it and it's likely going to be uh aliens that came and abducted these people or some something that they're going to come up with right that is just going to completely cover up what really happened these are the signs that are given that there's going to there's going to be signs in the sun the moon the stars and the earth and we're seeing this at the opening of the sixth seal i just want to point that out to you and if you can just focus on that because we're diving deep into these scriptures connect the dots folks we see the signs in the sun that it turns to sackcloth it's darkened we see the signs in the moon it becomes like blood we see the signs in the stars they're falling to the earth and we see the signs in the earth which is a great earthquake all four connect to the sixth seal and that's the coming of the son of man okay and the coming of the son of man is not the second coming of christ this is the rapture this is this is the rapture folks and i could prove that okay because this is the first time that people on the earth are seeing christ this, this is the first time that they're seeing the angels they're seeing everything and they're just terrified their hearts are failing them right why would they be afraid at the end when they've already seen the pits of hell open up they've seen satan they've seen all of the entities of hell come out at that point who would be surprised right and and and, and shocked at the end no they're, they're surprised and shocked because this is the first time that they're seeing these events that are taking place um, so we're going from the way things have been for the past six thousand years to all of a sudden being you know seeing these entities that are not of this world okay and people's hearts are going to be filling them so i just wanted to go ahead and just point that out that this is the sixth seal the sixth seal is the rapture and it's the start of God's seven years of wrath that's going to happen to the whole earth. The Bible speaks for itself, people, and all you have to do is just read it and ask God to give you wisdom and understanding, and he will reveal it if that is his will. He will reveal it to you. You have to connect the dots because one verse connects to another, right? It's here a little, there a little. And what we could see is that the book of Revelation is really telling us how the whole end times are going to play out. And what Christ told us in the Gospels, you have to connect that with Revelation. Okay, because Revelation is the end times revealed. And what Christ was telling us in the Gospels, they didn't understand it at that time. Why? Because they did not have the book of Revelation. And that the book of Revelation was given to John probably about 80 years after the, the time of Christ's death. Approximately 80 years. So uh, they, they couldn't understand it. They didn't know what he was saying. But now that we're at the time of the end, this is when the scriptures are being opened up. This is when 
everything is being revealed because we're so close to the time of his coming that he's giving us now more information from the Holy Spirit is being revealed to us. This is the first time in the book of Revelation that the Son of Man is being revealed from heaven onto all the people of the earth and we can see him. The people on earth can see the Lord. The people on earth can see him and they are terrified. It's the great and terrible day of the Lord. Great for us because we're saved and we're going to get taken to be with him but it's going to be terrible for those that dwell on the earth and that get left behind. It's important that we know God and that we do not reject the gospel of Christ because that is our salvation. Okay, because they will be left behind to have to endure seven years of the wrath of God on the earth. And it's going to be horrific. It's going to be the worst time in the history of the world since the flood of Noah that destroyed the whole world okay except for Noah and his family which is a picture of the church and it's a foreshadow of Jesus and his family the church of believers that are saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior okay so there's gonna be two groups that are gonna be saved it's gonna be the church the body of Christ that's gonna be taken up to heaven and there's also going to be the 144,000 and all of those that don't take the mark and get beheaded, the martyrs for Christ. These are the folks that are going to be able to be saved during this time period. So you have some being saved on the earth. At the same time, you have a huge, uncountable amount of people that are being saved in heaven. And continuing on in Luke chapter 21, verses 29 through 33, this is... The parable of the fig tree then he spoke to them a parable look at the fig tree look at all the trees when they are already budding you see and know for yourself that summer is now near so you also when you see these things happening know that the kingdom of God is near assuredly I say to you this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place heaven and earth will pass away but my words will by no means pass away Notice here in the verse that the Lord likens the coming of the kingdom of God to, and I quote, summer is near. And as I said before, this is perhaps it could just be a hint, right, of when the Lord's going to come. And what comes before summer, it's, it's spring. And just notice how the Lord says, when you see all these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. So what are all these things? When you see the signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, that's the opening of the sixth seal. That, those are the things that he's talking about. Okay, and we see that only, we, we only see that in, at the opening of the sixth seal. Because Revelation is the end times opened up, right? It's revealed to us. And we're seeing the distress upon the nations and the earth and the perplexity. We, we know why the, the waves are going to be roaring and all that. It's because of the great earthquake. It's just going to be a time unlike any other time. So when you see the signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, that is the time when the Lord is going to return. And it tells us that men's hearts are going to be filling them for fear of looking after those things that are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see 
the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Then they're going to see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. When is the glory of the Lord going to be revealed? It's going to be revealed when we're gathered to him. That's the rapture, folks. That is the rapture. Because he will be shining with glory and appearing as lightning. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. It's telling us here exactly when to lift up our heads. Okay? He's not telling us to look up in the sky, you know, all day long, the signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. Matthew 24, verses 27 through 31 states, For as lightning comes out of the east and shines even out of the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus is coming in his Father's glory. When he reveals himself, is going to be the same time that the wrath's going to begin. It's also going to be the same time that we're going to be gathered to him. And if we connect the dots, again, we just see that it happens at the sixth seal. Continuing on, it says, For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Okay, this is the rapture here. This is us being gathered to Christ. And in this analogy that we're seeing, what it's telling us is that when the Lord Jesus comes to the earth, that the church, the body of Christ, will be gathered to him. Okay? This is the resurrection. This is the rapture. And then it says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Pause. Right here is... The reason why we have so many post-trippers. This verse is misinterpreted. It's misunderstood. Because nowhere in Revelation does it say that God's wrath is called is the tribulation. He calls it great tribulation, but not tribulation. Jesus said that we will have tribulation. And tribulation just means uh, difficulties, trouble. Right? So what he's saying here is immediately after the trouble, the difficulties of those days... What days is he referring to? Well, again, we have to go back to the prophet Hosea when he talks about two days. Okay? After two days, he will revive us. That's the resurrection. And we're going to live in his sight. So the two days that Hosea is referring to, which is the church age, 2,000 years, are, is the same time that he's talking about here. Immediately after the trouble of those 2,000 years, the age of grace, right? Because there's going to be many people that were going to be martyred and killed for their faith, including all of the early church and the disciples, right? They were fed to the lions, and they were killed. Uh, they were stoned to death. And even now, today, we see so many killings in Africa, in the Middle East, all over the world because of their faith in Christ. So many people. You can Google it. So this is just one of the most misconstrued verses in the Bible. This is the reason, again, why we have so many post-trippers. And they say that the rapture happens at, after the tribulation of those days. Well, they're, they're not understanding the meaning of what he's saying. And they're not understanding what those days are referring to, which again are the two 
days which the prophet Hosea speaks of in chapter 6 verses 1 through 2 which are the 2,000 years of the church age of grace for the church for the church as a whole they suffered much tribulation in those days okay or 2,000 years that's the dispensation of the church age okay he was not referring to the seven years of wrath okay the church is not appointed to his wrath but to obtain salvation from our Lord Jesus Christ and then it says and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory when the Son of Man comes down from heaven this is the start of the day of the Lord okay this is the start of the day the great day of his wrath which is the Lord's day it's the Holy Sabbath day which is gonna last a thousand years this is the reason that it's a different dispensation okay because we know that he's with us for 2,000 years the church age and when that's over the Lord is going to come down he's going to be re he's going to reveal himself to the whole world the rapture is going to take place and his wrath is now going to begin just like it was in the days of Noah and Lot he's going to take us out the wrath is going to come down the wicked will be removed after the seven years of uh, great tribulation and how do we know that this is the Lord's day and the rapture the disciple John had a vision of this day it's in Revelation chapter 1 verses 7 through 8 and it states behold he cometh with the clouds and every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him even so amen I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end saith the Lord which is and which was and which is to come the Almighty this is a perfect match to Matthew chapter 24 verses 30 through 31 the coming of the Son of Man every eye will see him because he will be shining like lightning and he's gonna appear in his father's glory and all the tribes are gonna be willing because of him and even those that pierce him this means that the resurrection that Daniel spoke of is happening at this time Daniel spoke of this resurrection in chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 and that states and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time okay and at that time thy people shall be delivered every one that shall be found written in the book and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt and they that be wise shall shine as brightness of the firmament and they that turned many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever okay so a perfect match for the rapture because Michael the archangel come with the Lord and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God just as it is written in the scriptures in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 16 through 18 which states for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first 
Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Revelation chapter 1 verse 10 also states, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So we see that it's the day of the Lord when John hears the trumpet. And the rapture is going to be on the day of the Lord, which is the great Sabbath day that's going to last a thousand years. It's a, it's a new dispensation. And uh, it's the day of the Lord. The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath day. We know that. Which will come immediately after the tribulation of those days. What days? The two days of the church age after the tribulation of the 2,000 years. We will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, coming with his kingdom and his mighty angels, and the Son of Man will come, and when he does come, is he going to find faith on the earth? Because that's what he's going to be looking for. Those that put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation will be saved and will receive the promised redemption. By his blood that was shed on the cross, we were saved from the penalty of our sins. We are saved by the blood of the Lamb of God. Faith in his blood, which is the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins, past, present, and future. All of our sins, and not just our sins, but the whole sins of the world, the Lord, all of those sins were placed on him on the cross. The sins of the whole world. This is why he is the Savior of the whole world. Okay? Then it says in Matthew 24, verse 31, And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. We see this again at the opening of the sixth seal. It's an exact match of Revelation 7, which shows us the four angels from the four winds. Then we see a huge multitude in heaven that no one can count, from every nation and every language on earth praising God in heaven and they just appeared out of nowhere just being caught up to God's throne even the elders said who are these and where did they come from these are those that were washed by the blood of the lamb that is us the church folks we are washed by his blood and we will never thirst we're never gonna hunger he's gonna lead us to the living fountains of water these are all the promises to the church, okay? And we're seeing this in Revelation 7, right after the opening of the sixth seal, which was just the chapter before, okay? We were just taken out of the start of the great tribulation. Just like in the days of Noah and Lot, we were delivered the same day that the wrath came. And we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever and that there's nothing new under the sun what has happened before will happen again and the lord said jesus said just as it was in the days of no one lot and that's exactly what happened during the days of no one lot uh, the moment that the wrath comes that's when he saves his people it's just like the red sea moment in exodus luke chapter 21 verses 34 through 36 talk about the importance of watching and it states but take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that the day come on you unexpectedly. 
for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Notice here the Lord says, and I quote, that day come on you unexpectedly. He didn't say that that season. He said that day, meaning that if we are watching, that day should not come unexpectedly. Notice that the same day is coming as a snare, which is a trap on all the whole world. The same day we are watching for our redemption is the same day that it will come as a trap to the whole world. The last thing I want to mention is that the Lord tells us to pray that we be able to stand before the Son of Man, which is an exact match with the sixth seal. Okay, when the sixth seal is open, that's exactly what it states. It says, They're crying out to the rocks and to the mountains to fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to, what? Who shall be able to stand? Again, when you're connecting the dots, all the dots connect to the sixth seal, folks. That's when the coming of the Lord's going to happen. That's when the rapture is going to happen. That's going to be the start of the, the seven years of God's wrath. That's, I mean, that's everything. It's like the climax. We're seeing all the signs merging together. We're seeing the signs in the sun, the moon, the stars on the earth. We're just seeing everything coming together here. So the wheat harvest begins on May 15th, which this year is the second Passover. On the Jewish Chabad calendar, that's the calendar that the Jews use in Israel. It's also the night that the moon is going to turn to blood. Okay, the night of May 15th is going to be an extremely high watch time. The moon is going to be turning to blood. And anytime, folks, that the moon turns to blood is extreme high watch time. And the reason for that is biblical because of prophecy. Okay, there's been prophecies um, in the Old Testament and the New that speak of a blood moon. And this blood moon is even in the book of Revelation. Okay, we know that there's going to be a blood moon at the opening of the sixth seal. Not only that, but this blood moon is going to be the last blood moon of Israel's 80th year fig tree generation timeline. Meaning that this is the last time that seven years are going to fit within that fig tree generation of 80 years starting from 1948 when Israel became a nation again. It's the springtime and summer is near. It's also the time of the wheat harvest, which matches with Joseph's dream. Okay, so many events are lining up on that day. Remember, Jesus said in Luke 21, verse 34, he told us to watch. So that day, what day? The rapture and the start of the seven years of God's wrath. That day doesn't take us unexpectedly. The opposite then must be true. If we are watching, then that day the rapture and the coming of Christ will not come on us unexpectedly. And if we know that that day will be a blood moon, then we know the day because the moon doesn't turn to blood every single day, folks. This is something that's very rare. It happens maybe once or twice a year. Sometimes it skips a few years. So we can know approximately the time of his coming. We are the children of the light, the children of the day. We read the Bible. 
we read prophecy, we know about the end times, we know that the time of his coming is near based on biblical prophecy. It says that there will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, the same signs we see when we see the sixth seal open, the moon will turn to blood. Perhaps this could be the biggest clue, the biggest hint that the Lord gave us that we can know the day. Because again, the moon doesn't turn to blood every single day. Okay, there's only two blood moons this year. There's a blood moon that's going to happen on uh, the night of May 15th. And for some folks, it'll be May 16th, depending on where you are in the world. Okay, and then there's going to be a second blood moon in November. And that's going to happen on the 7th and 8th of November, depending on where you are in the world. And only one of these is on a feast day this year. And that's, that's going to be the one in May, which is in spring. Okay. So May is the next blood moon. And we're not going to see another blood moon after those two that I just mentioned until March of the year 2025. That blood moon is actually going to happen on Purim. So hopefully we get raptured before then because I know that folks want to be with the Lord. You know, that's that's what we want. That's what our hearts desire. All right, well, that's all for today. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do so as soon as possible. Uh, it's for your own good. Don't wait until his wrath comes because you will be, you will be weeping and crying and there's going to be gnashing of teeth. It's going to be horrific, and you trust me, you don't want to be here. It's going to be the worst time in the history of the world. There's going to be chaos, destruction, uh, all hell is going to break loose, okay? And uh, just trust me, you don't want to be here for that, okay? A third of all the trees are going to be burnt up. A third of the seas are going to turn to blood. A third of all the sea creatures are going to die. A third of all the rivers are going to become poisonous to drink. And there's going to be an army of locusts from hell that are going to be stinging people with stingers like scorpions. People are going to be wishing that they were dead and they're not going to be able to die. Okay, and so much more. Just read the whole book of Revelation and you're going to see. Uh, the trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments or the vile judgments, depending on the translation, are horrific okay and that's the seven years of wrath you don't have to be here for all that you don't have to endure all that wrath from god you can be saved today you can be saved now it's as easy as just believing in the gospel of christ know that jesus is the son of god that he came down from heaven he lived a perfect and sinless life he gave up his life on the cross for our sins the sins of the whole world if you just believe on him that he is the lamb of god perfect sacrifice for all of the whole sins of the world he died he was buried and god raised him from the dead on the third day and because he lives we're also going to live okay if we die we'll be resurrected again and we're going to receive the free gift of eternal life the moment that you put your trust in him you receive that free gift all you have to do is believe in the good news that jesus died was buried he rose again on the third day you believe that with all your heart, the moment you believe, you're going to be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 through 15 state, 
in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 for by grace ye are saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast Jesus paid the full price for our sins don't let anyone put you under the bondage of the law again you cannot earn your salvation by good works and good deeds okay this is not Judaism Islam thinks the same way. They think that you have to earn it, you have to do good deeds and all these works, that there's all these requirements. The truth is that God requires sinless perfection. Okay, and there's only one person that has ever walked on the earth that was sinless and perfect and his name was Jesus Christ. And this is the reason why he had to come down from heaven to do this for us. Okay, because we could never do this on our own. And he is the only way to obtain salvation. There is no other name that's given to mankind in which we must be saved. Jesus is the only way. He's the way, he's the truth, and the life. By his righteous blood that was shed on the cross, we were made free from the penalty of our sins. By his righteous blood shed on the cross, we are made free from the penalty of our sin. For the penalty of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Get saved today before his wrath comes. Jesus is returning soon. We're living in the very last days, folks. This is the end of the end times. We're, we're the generation that will see Jesus coming on the clouds of heaven with great glory. So don't delay. Get on your knees. Cry out to Jesus today. It's got to be from the heart, okay? Because the Lord knows every single person's heart. Believe that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. Ask Him for the Holy Spirit and confess to Him in your prayers. Tell Him that you believe in His death, His burial, His resurrection for the payment of all your sins, and you will be saved. Keep the faith in Him always. It won't be long until he returns. You don't want to miss the rapture. Trust me. Continue to read the Bible. Get into the Word. There's audio Bibles online pretty much everywhere now. So really there's not a lot of excuses not to. If you're a type of person that doesn't like to read, I would recommend the audio. But if you like to read and you don't have a Bible, there's websites, there's Bible Gateway, there's Bible.com. There's a bunch of resources where you can have access to a Bible online. And I just recommend that you just get into the Word. Read the whole New Testament. When you're done with that, get into the Old Testament. If you read the Bible before many times, just continue to read it because that is the living water. Okay, that, that's the bread of life there. And we're in the desert right now in a dry desolate land and we desperately need that water because we depend on it that that is the word of god 
His word is the living water that heals us. It fills us with the Holy Spirit. So until next time, folks, I, I just encourage you guys to continue to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. God bless you all. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And my love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen and Maranatha.